Hello, and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs. I'm the co-executive producer of Big Finish Productions. Well, what are Big Finish Productions? Do you not know? Maybe you don't. Well, we produce full cast audio drama and audio books uh, based on popular things like Doctor Who and Stargate and Sherlock Holmes and Bernice Summerfield. And frankly, there's no script, so I, I can't remember the rest of it. Now, normally I'm being harangued at this point in the podcast by Paul Sprague, who is um, one of the stalwarts of Big Finish. That's how I'm going to describe him. Yeah, and he, Jason Haygallery and Ken Bentley. Uh, Jason is, of course, the uh, company chairman and co-executive producer. And Ken Bentley is uh, one of our directors of note and of actors and of all sorts of things. Um, they went over to Chicago uh, to a convention called Chicago TARDIS, which has been going on for years and years and years. And for the last goodness knows how many years, I don't know, five years I've been going to this year, I was unable to go because there was just so much happening in my life. I couldn't quite get over there. So apologies to anyone who missed me and to anyone who didn't. But the tradition is in Chicago that we do an in inverted commas live podcast in front of an audience. And uh, in my absence, Paul Sprague, Jason Hay-Gallery and Ken Bentley did attempt this. Now, I know a, a thing or two, only a thing or two about audio recording. Uh, I'm no expert, but, you know, I know how to use a digital recorder, point a microphone, all that kind of thing. Um, Paul Sprague, well, he doesn't know a thing or two about it. And consequently, the recording they made is pretty terrible. Plus the fact that Paul just went a bit crazy. You know, he kind of thought it was the Paul Sprague show, which I suppose in his head it always is. But I think it's all of our shows in all our heads, isn't it? Anyway, so what I'll be presenting for you in this podcast is edited highlights of the bits that are fit for um, human consumption. (laughs) Um, for technical reasons and and also limiting your exposure to pure undiluted spragness. Um, we'll also be mentioning things that are coming up in December, uh, this final month of 2013. The anniversary has begun. Yeah, the anniversary of Doctor Who. You know that. We did the thing called The Light at the End. Old friends, old faces. As a time traveller, I should be used to it. <laughs> Come on, Kevin, you can't keep scoring goals if you're the one in goal. Kevin, Linda, come in now. We appear to have landed inside someone's garden shed. No, old girl, sometimes I think you're probably the finest ship ever to have sailed the vortex. Um, am I perhaps interrupting something deeply personal? You are with the time. Not humans, are they? Not remotely, no. It's all right, Ian. I don't think she means us any harm. Let's find somewhere safer. Wait a minute, no, you can't! Let go of the doctor, or I will make... Leela, Leela, there's no need for that. Blimey, what's going on? Oh, dear. Nothing like this has happened before, has it, Doctor? No, 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 it hasn't. 
forgot about you too. Did you? Are we that forgettable? Hmm? What a resourceful young lady you are. Um, Ace? Thanks, Prof... Uh, Doctor? I sense something. Something is here with us. In the TARDIS. It's like a ghost. A ghost in the TARDIS. This is a bad place, isn't it? Oh, yes. How many more of me have you captured? What on earth's going on? Hey, what's going on? Oh, no. Good grief. It appears to be some kind of warning. Go on. Run, run, run. Yes, that thing, the light at the end. Yes. Thanks ever so much for all your lovely comments about it, by the way. Anyway, there's something else that I've been involved in that's coming up uh, this month. From the casebook of Inspector G. Lestrade, Bermondsey, South London, 25th of July, 1880. It seemed to me that we were, in some manner, leaving modernity behind us and travelling into the past, towards a simpler age, but also one wilder and more barbarous than our own. Take out your revolver, Watson. We are both of us in the profoundest peril. Give yourself up and we'll do what we can for you. The famous service revolver. I felt a hand upon my back and, half a second later, a curved blade pressed against my throat. Who are you, anyway? My name is Sherlock Holmes, madam, and this is my friend, Dr. Watson. Sherlock Holmes? Never heard of him. It's all quite fantastic. Why, it's Mr. Holmes, isn't it? And the faithful Dr. Watson, too. How delightful. Mrs. Kerbishley. Even in such a life as mine, there have been few other occasions when I have felt with such keenness the awful proximity of my own death. It always feels a bit odd talking about Sherlock Holmes since I play Sherlock Holmes. I feel there should be someone else here talking about that. Anyway, let's dive into uh, some of the things that happened at Chicago TARDIS this year. It's very quiet in here. <laughs> but not for long. It's not for long because it's the Big Finish Talks Back panel! <laughs> you see, this is the kind of technical problem I'm talking about. Ridiculously overloaded levels. Uh, hold on, let's see if we can cut to a, a, a calmer bit. Uh, why the decision to end Iris when you did? I think, you know, most things run their course. Um, I think we were considering whether or not we were going to continue forward. And then Paul decided... Continue what? Continue forward. Forward. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> forward, apparently. Um, and then I think Paul decided that it was best to stop where we were. So um, we've now stopped, which is very sad. But doesn't mean to say that Iris won't turn up in other things in other times. But we never know. Go ahead. I was going to say, along those lines, I just wanted to thank you for the more frequent, smaller sales that you've been doing in recent years. It has given me a chance to sample some of these other product yeah. lines that I might not have otherwise mm. gotten into. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like in the case of Jago and Lightfoot, suddenly I'm buying a whole lot of it. Yeah. yeah, I must admit, that was the complete intention. That, uh, you know, <laughs> let people sample it, and then if they get uh, into it, then obviously they can get the rest and so forth. And, and uh, we, we completely mm. appreciate the fact that you guys don't have infinite money. Uh, that really? Yeah, it's true. Oh, oh I know. Um, that you'd all love to buy every single release. Yes. Um, but, you know, I understand completely that, you know, you've got a budget, etc. <coughs> um, so, yes, we offer you different options and different things. Um, 
but you know we do occasional sales and they're usually flash sales of short periods of time so that it, it helps people go I always wanted to get that and now it's half price alright I'll go and buy it which helps I think um, you guys to test something to see if it's for you and it helps us because it introduces new audiences but you know it's um, you know hopefully in the long term we will be able to bring more titles down in cost. I mean, recently we brought the first 50 Doctor Who main range, which were um, over, over 11, 12 years old now, down to 2.99 for downloads, um, which a lot of people were very grateful for, especially all the new fans who have come to Doctor Who in the last few years. Because I'm, I'm consciously aware, and we were at the Excel last weekend, and, uh, which was an amazing event, 24,000 Doctor Who fans, which is a lot. Uh, in context, that's about 12 times the size of here. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of people. And um, we didn't stop working, did we? We no. flat no, out yeah. ch talking to people, etc. And I would say probably, uh, I would say maybe 30% of the people coming up didn't know what Big Finish was. Mm. Probably mm. about that. Yeah. And then um, there was a lot of people who heard of us and who had maybe t tested a couple, but were like, ooh, don't know what to do because there's so many. There is so many. Yeah. And yeah. a bunch of people who'd started out with us and had dropped off somewhere along yeah. the way who were either surprised to see that we were still around or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or just, you know, didn't know how to get back into it because it was yeah. just going, right, well, I last bought number 73, so what do I do now? Do I start at 74 or should I pick up something else? Plus also the, all the new series fans. Yes. That, that was the thing because if, if there is ever a time for us to try and reach a new market and expand, it's this year. Because mm. yeah. with all the attention, I mean, particularly on the UK, but globally as well, you know. So if anyone is listening to this, uh, what will hopefully become a podcast, <laughs> if we start getting more interesting. <laughs> That's quite enough of Paul Sprague laughing. How dare he enjoy himself? <laughs> now, um, since uh, our Sherlock Holmes release, The Ordeals of Sherlock Holmes, the, that title I forgot to actually mention earlier, is coming out this month, perhaps... This question might be pertinent. I like the fact that uh, the Sherlock Holmes series has actually been reviewed in uh, the Baker Street Irregular ah, magazine several times, and it has gotten excellent reviews. Thank you very much. So you're not only reaching this audience, you're reading, reaching, I guess you the, would call the Sherlock. Yeah, 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 the broader Sherlock Holmes audience, which is, is good. It's interesting because yeah. they they eat up stuff like this. Right, well, yeah, Nick's had a lot of success with that because yeah. he's he's discovered that while you find in certain fandoms and, and Doctor Who is amongst them, sadly, that there are little pockets of resistance to certain bits of Doctor Who that some people will only like the new series or only like the classic series or only like a certain Doctor. Sherlock Holmes fans seem to just want more Sherlock Holmes, yeah. whatever Absolutely. it is. And this is probably a good time to mention that there will be a special Ordeals of Sherlock Holmes behind the scenes podcast coming out later this month. Anyway, meanwhile, back in Chicago. When is the next time you're going to get Dorian Gray and Sherlock Holmes together again? Oh, that was ooh, yeah. That was about well, we're Dorian. talking about some more Dorian Gray, um, but I can't really say much more than that at the moment. But um, I've got to say, it's a very well-produced series which has come, yeah, has brought out new aspects. And, and it actually, I like the fact that we can do different rules with Dorian Gray mm -hmm. because it's a series which we own, similar to Graceless, we could try different rules with Graceless as well. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, the BBC are wonderful to work with, uh, but they do have guidelines and we wouldn't 
you know, Doctor Who is the series that it is, and we wouldn't go against any of those guidelines, obviously. But something like Dorian Gray, we can try something a bit different. Mm. And that, that helps us as a company, actually, to do different things. There's a question. Hey, man over there. Hi. Um, this might venture into um, kind of contractual stuff, which you can't talk about, and I understand that. You've always been very clear, though, that your license is for uh, the classic series Who and, and not the, the new Who series. Um, Get to the point quicker. This is painful. Sorry. Um, <laughs> did did Knight of the Doctor throw anything into disarray as far as wait is the Eighth Doctor now new Who or or is were your terms clear enough that there was no question that you all were unaffected? Oh no no. Eighth oh, Doctor. I just stay here. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Oh, <laughs> no, the Eighth Doctor will always be classic, but uh, you know it, that was exciting though. For it was. It was, the, it was the biggest secret we've had to keep since David became Doctor Who. I'm sure. uh, because it was, because um, uh, Paul actually contacted us, Nick and so forth, and said, should I do it? And <laughs> oh the answer was, yeah, I know, the answer is yes. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, so it's great that he did it, and he's loved it, and he's got, you know, he's got a big smile on his face from the reaction to it. <laughs> he's, He's really appreciated that. And I have to add on to that, just the sense of pride I felt for all of mm. you at Big Finish, especially when he started mentioning the companions. Mm. Yes. <laughs> they were Big Finish companions, and I said, that's absolutely how we I choked up. Mm. I cried. I started crying. Yeah. Yes, Night of the Doctor, that was brilliant, actually. Um, this is probably a good point to remind you that obviously Dark Eyes is still available and Dark Eyes 2 is coming out next year. Uh, maybe you'd like to have a little listen to this. Everything happens for a reason. That's what I tell myself. That's what I have to believe. Another storm season, the fifth in a row. Freezing rain and biting wind, night and day. Night and day, but worst at night. You're exhausted, hungry, so hungry. And the storm won't let you sleep. It gets through the broken window frames beats some of the lashed up plastic sheeting we use because there's not a place with a roof left in the entire city. We live in the ruins of our world, starving and broken, scratching around for some hope, but there's nothing but existence. Planet Nexus 7, bang on target. Well done, old girl, well done, me. like a Dalek robotization plant. Pretty big, too. Nasty piece of work. Right, now then, let's find out what they're up to. My assessment is that this is a major disaster involving an underground explosion with consequent burial and crushing you of over... take charge of the situation! I've already taken charge. Complete. You will obey Dalek 
commands without question? I will obey without question. Yeah, it's, it's great that uh, Steve put them all in. We, we certainly didn't ask him to. Okay. Uh, he did that um, and is greatly appreciated his support for Big Finish over the years. Um, and, you know, as, uh, as I think people know, when we first talked to writers about Big Finish uh, getting the license for Doctor Who, Steve was in the room. And um, he actually decided not to stay and pitch so- stories at the time because he wanted to write for McGann. So he finally got to do it. So that's the uh, that's the wonderful thing. Um, and the big advantage of where we are now is that, yes, the audios have been mentioned officially in something that was broadcast on television if you pressed a red button. Um, and that does, those companions are, you know, you know, can be viewed as canon, which is fantastic. Because they always were. They always were. <laughs> it was just lovely to have Steve mention all those companions. Not least because those actors have given so much mm. to the series and support it so much. I mean, India Fisher has done so much for, for Doctor Who in terms of Doctor Who and audio. Yeah. That it's lovely that you know, Charlie's recognised, that um, Tamsin's recognised, that uh, Carriz is recognised, that uh, Lucy Miller, you know, leading Lucy Miller. Um, yeah, it's, it's and Molly. And Molly, yeah. So he was right. <laughs> right up to date. You know, so it's great that that's happened. Hang on, I'm, get, I'm getting up again. Hang on, I'm, I'm going here first. Um, I really love some of the more minor characters that recur sometimes in the audios. Like, I'm a big fan of D.I. Menzies, and I'm really excited that Liv Chinka is coming back. Um, I was wondering if there are any particular characters that you're excited are coming back soon that you can talk about, or anybody that you wish you could come back, even though there isn't necessarily anything yet. Okay, hang on. <laughs> well, there's so many cre- uh, there's so many characters created by Big Finish for all these stories that you sometimes do come across them and think they're brilliant actor. Mm. They've done so well. Mm. Let's bring him back. Um, and Dion Menzies is a prime example of that. Um, I think, afraid, s- I think yeah. she's the one that we get the most requests for over yeah. over the inquiries email. I mean, we did get a lot of requests for Klein over the years, which is why she eventually did come back. Mm because um, it was a good idea as well as everyone saying we just love Tracy Charles um, you know interpretation of the character and we just want to see her do more um, and then it was just waiting for the right idea to come along to, to make it a reality mm. but uh, Ken you've, you've worked with a lot of very good actors on Big Finish I mean which character would you like to see come back? <laughs> I'm not putting you on the spot No right? not at all are you considering the sheer volume uh, of work I'm um, um, I'm involved with. To be honest, I've, I've already done it to some degree because um, we, we did. It, we went through exactly this process with um, Sally Morgan mm. in um, House mm. of Blue Fire. That's true. Um, and it, it was a it was a fairly sort of instant conversation. As soon as we we'd recorded that play, every it could have been any of those characters. To be fair, because I thought they were they all had legs. They all we could have done something with any number of them. Um, but but she had a great connection with Hex and so um, sort of fed into the uh, into the story quite well. So yeah, we we uh, I've I've sort of uh, I've already dipped into that at the moment. I can't uh, off the top of my head at the moment. I'll be honest, I can't think of any others. But I know I've had this conversation with 
with David recently mm. um, about one character in particular, but I just can't recall who that character is at the moment. And there is another one we've been talking about, uh, but uh, I, I can't <laughs> mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I said I'd have to kill you all and destroy the recording. All right, knowing you bring fa fantastic guests over with you like Tracy and Amy, any way you'd be able to convince Lala to come with you? The thing about Lala is she, she does do conventions. But the problem she's got is that um, her husband's career is so successful, um, and this does that sounds wrong because it sounds like she's a housewife or something. She follows her husband around, but the reality is she's she she is very supportive of her husband, and if he's going off to do a tour around the Middle East or something, um, speaking in various countries and so forth, um, then she will go with him. Um, so it's very difficult for her to plan in advance. And often when you see her at British conventions, which she has done occasionally in the last few years, it's, it's a last minute thing. Um, so she does like going to conventions, she does like meeting the fans, she does all great, but it's planning ahead is more the issue. Um, so you never know, she might turn up at a convention which we're at, which would be great and she could talk to you all about Gallifrey and about all the other stuff she does. But um, I. Uh, I don't know when that might be and it'd be lovely to have her over in America again she was great last weekend wasn't she because she uh, came over to us at the XL and she mm, was yes. signing stuff for a little while but uh, mm. not a massive amount of time but it was nice of her to uh, yeah. come over and do that for a well bit. it is lovely I mean we we were so chuffed actually at the XL a lot of the actors who were being paid to come along and do stuff with them when they finished they were like oh I'll just go over and see Big Finish and sit there and sign for a bit mm. which is lovely to have that sort of support yeah. isn't it there was a lot of love and, they, and a lot we, of we, hugging we could, we could, we could tell um, when Whenever, whenever they were mentioning Big Finish and all the, their various panels in other parts of the, the convention, we could tell because there'd be another wave of people coming over to the Big Finish stand. It was fantastic. They were very generous in their support. It was lovely. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's and the doctors were amazing yeah. in terms of plugging us in to the extent that um, uh, the big high-profile BBC Three program, which took place after the uh, special was shown, mm. um, the anniversary special. Um, and they cut, and they d they were talking to them, and they said, "What's it like, you know, the series coming back, and you you do look back on it?" And, said, and Sylvester said, "We're still doing this. Yes, yeah. we're still doing yeah. Big Finish." Yeah. And, um, and then I thought, "Oh, he's name checked us again." Um, we got quite a do. few of those, didn't we? Because because mm. the comedian Graham Norton got some people in to his radio show on the morning of the convention. He and Big Finish got a mention. Mm. Um, Tom Baker was on the BBC News being interviewed and mentioned Big Finish. Yeah. But yeah, we got quite a few mentions that weekend, and rightly so. <laughs> You've name dropped the Charlie Pollard series a couple of times. Is it safe to assume those take place after she leaves the doctor, or before, or in uh, between eight and six? Be hang, hang on, hang on! I've got, I've got to get all the way back. God dear, heaven's sake! <laughs> Sorry, you were saying? You wouldn't make a very good companion, Paul, would you? Because yeah. you just complain all the time, wouldn't you? I'm the Tegan of Big Fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> Someone wants to make it, I might wear it. Next I say might. Next <laughs> <is a> <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I think she'd appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you about Charlie Pollard because yes. I had to organise all of the actors and send out all the scripts and yeah, go in. Yeah, but and we didn't want to give too much away, tell, you see. Yeah, because, uh, well, we, we recorded a podcast um, in studio. In fact, we recorded two podcasts. Uh, so there's one of those that's about to go up imminently. So uh, oh, okay. when I've actually got time is to that, put it on. Is that going to be before this? Um, yes. Before we get to Twitter. Right. Yes, it, it will, it will okay. be before this. In which but case, I, do tell. There, there are bits and pieces, I think, that we can give away. It does. It is set after the Colin Baker stories, that much I will tell you, yes. So uh, what, what else do, would you like to know, and I will tell you whether I can tell you it. Anything you'd like to tease us with. Does she get naked? Uh, <laughs> no. Is Sorry. Paranormal? Is she now a detective? Is she going to travel through time? Oh well, I will tell you that I will tell you that one of those is accurate, but I'm not going to tell you which. Oh, good. <laughs> 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 tell us when it'll be coming out. I think it's March next year, March or April. It's due. Oh, really? I think so. How many <laughs> Oh God, there's hundreds of these now. <laughs> I'm not running back and forth to answer all of these. Um, how many, it's, it's a box set release and it's got four stories in it. Um, I don't know if there's going to be an extra disc as well. I have done, frankly, way too much interview material. <laughs> if it's just going to be about six minutes at the end of each disc. Which I also did for Sherlock Holmes as well. So there's probably about a podcast worth of material that will come out for Sherlock Holmes as well. Because I talk to people for too long. But it's wonderful to have uh, India back working with us. Um, yeah. That was always our problem in terms of letting her leave as a companion um, and she stayed on for a long time with Paul and then moved over to Colin and in fact in terms of time as a companion she must be one of the longest running companions ever in Doctor Who because yeah. um, we love her so much and she's such a brilliant actress and one of the so things I noticed to about Light at the End as well we got there were two things that we got the most comments about for mm. Light at the End one was Tom Baker and Paul McGann are great together can we have them together again yes Absolutely. And, and the other one was, it's lovely to hear Charlie and India Fisher again. Can we have her back to it? The answer is yes, you can. Also, I think we were intending to record it earlier than this, but for various yeah. reasons it got pushed back. Yeah, back. we didn't want to record it with India nine months pregnant, surprisingly. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> she, she, was literally, she was literally nine months pregnant while yeah. recording it, so bless her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> for people who missed it on the panel earlier, yeah. uh, you did actually work out where the nearest hospital was, didn't yeah. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did some research just in case, but it was, it was all fine. But no, she, she loved it because she, she was essentially fronting her own series, so it was quite nice for her to be sort of in charge and welcoming the other actors in. And they were, they were quite small casts as well. We had sort of two people in on one day and four people in on another day. One, one of the casts is, is all women, which we rarely, rarely have a big mm. finish. So that, again, it's the different dynamics of the people that we had in that I think makes it quite an interesting series when people listen to it. I think it'll be... Surprising in a variety of ways, and partly because I'm not saying anything else about it. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, new subjects. My, my question is more for you, Jason. Oh, the God. news about Audio Go, what you mm. can share with us, what you can't share with us, because I actually got an email from Audio Go just explaining the, the dissolution the best way I can. How does that impact Big Finish? What can you tell us? What can't you tell us? And by the look at your face, I'm guessing it's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all getting edited out. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, it's it, uh, Audio Go. We have a lot of friends who work with Audio Go. Okay. So obviously, we're very, uh, uh, you know, very sad to see them go. Yeah. Um, and 
it's uh, a difficult situation for them. Um, unfortunately, they have gone into administration. Unfortunately, they are selling off all the assets. Um, and uh, we were obviously co-producing Destiny the Doctor with them. And um, Destiny, uh, there was a clause in the contract which said, you know, if one of the parties goes bankrupt or goes into administration, the other party would own the co-production rights, etc. That was in there presumably because, you know, they set the contract. They did it because they were worried about us maybe going under and therefore losing it. So actually it worked the other way, as it turned out. So basically I had to go to the administration and say, as per our contract, here is the contract, as per this contract, we are claiming rights to this series so we can get it out because the big problem was I was fully aware that there was an awful lot of people who'd um, collected releases 1 to 10 and then suddenly there was no 11 and especially this was the Matt Smith release in the anniversary month Um, so there was uh, a lot of work done to make sure that that came out um, a lot, a lot of people worked incredibly quickly for that yes, as well. I mean, yes. David was chasing around frantically, getting things organised and master sorted, and mm. things to the pressing plant. Mark Plasto had to rebuild the cover because we didn't have the cover files because they weren't ours. So the cover that that we've actually got is one that he sort of looked at what was there and gone right, okay, that goes there, that goes yeah. there, and has had to build it himself, right. which is not easy to do from scratch and just by sort of looking at it mm. and working it out. So yeah. A lot there, was, of people there was a lot of frantic dashing around for that. Absolutely, and, and uh, there was a lot of, you know, lovely people at the BBC who also said, okay, we understand this is important, we need to get this done. And um, they, uh, you know, they worked very hard to make sure we got the contracts over and that clearances went through and all the rest of it very, very quickly, so we just get it out. Yeah. And it did, it came out and it was available for the XL weekend and everyone was very happy about that. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, as I've said earlier, we're going to do some press releases very soon. Uh, but um, you know, our license is safe. We've moved back to BBC Worldwide, okay. but we will um, business as usual for us. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's sad because uh, predominantly, you know, there's there was you know human lives affected. People who've been working um, for BBC Records, then BBC. Uh, audio books, then um, audio go under different, you know, different names. There are people who've been there since '89, you know, so it's a long part of their careers, mm-hmm. and um, it's sad to see, obviously. But um, we will see what happens in the future. Okay, thank you. Okay, can you mention Survivors? Are you talking about the original '70s series or the remake? I can say it's definitely based on the original '70s series. Yeah, but it's. Um, been modernised, as it were, but we go back and start again, don't we? Yeah, we goes it goes right back to the when the series started in the seventies. It's nothing to do with the reboot. Um, it goes right back to 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 the the first few days of, of the the event itself, um, and we follow some new stories and we tap into some existing stories. So um, it's not going to pick up where the series ended. No. 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 Okay. No, it's gonna it's gonna start at the beginning and take a slightly different tangent. Mm-hmm. Plus we uh, have announced that there are some characters coming yeah, back. Yeah, there are the some returning series. from the original series and it's very much in the flavour of the original series as well. Plus of course that means that we have to make an instant decision because of course some of the characters from the original series are in the remake and are quite different and played by different actors. So you can't really marry the two up, it's one or the other. Next. Um, Ken, you mentioned in the, uh, the panel earlier that, that you were excited by the score for the Avengers. 
Yes. And I admit that I was, you know, kind of, I was interested in the, the, the release, but then when I heard the trailer, I got extremely excited. Okay. And I guess I was interested in how that came about. And then you're also saying that you've been wanting to put, a, I guess, a jazz score and other things. I'm just wondering, I'd love to have that, and I'm wondering what other releases you may have done that in the past or stuff well, like release, that. Well, release music, you mean, from well, a well, score? Well, have, or have, that, have a jazz score in a, in a document no, this is, no, this is a first, really. Yeah. I, I've, well, I think we've, we've probably touched on it a, a couple of times. Countermeasures is, it has that sort of quality, but no, nothing's as, as straight jazz as that. Yeah. Um, and it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I don't know, I'm just personal interest, really. I've, I'm a bit of a fan of, of uh, film noir. Um, yes. And I've always loved the music that goes with with, with that genre. So it's something, and it, it just has such a great sound. I thought it would. Uh, I, I sort of instinctively felt it would work well on audio. So as soon as we got the opportunity to do the Avengers, that was one of the things that was very exciting for me. Yeah. Um, and and it and it's 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 better even than I could have imagined. So it's I'm I'm incredibly excited about it. I don't think it would necessarily work uh, on anything. Yeah, um, that jazz score we put on Highlander just wasn't kind. Just didn't work. <laughs> didn't work at all, did it? So yeah, it's got to be appropriate, and it's either got to be appropriate in terms of um, a period or, or genre. One of the things I, d I don't mind—I've not said this very often, in fact, probably not publicly—but one of the things I would love to do is a, a Doctor Who story in a film noir style, um, and therefore that sort of score would be appropriate. Or, or set in a Multi jazz club. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's that's what I would like to see. Right. I, I have I have ideas in my head. Yeah, yeah. Do you email Johnny Morris. He'll probably have that knocked up by the time we get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is going to be stirred back towards Sherlock Holmes. I know that you have ordeals of Sherlock Holmes coming out. Yes. Is there anything after that? And are there going to be any notable writers? Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll be continuing to do Sherlock Holmes. It's a consistent seller, and it's one that people, more and more people are finding. And... Um, yeah, I think we'll just continue to do it, you know, it'd be great. Actually, I can probably help out with an answer here. Our plan, following up from the ordeals of Sherlock Holmes, was to have a series of dramatised readings of original Conan Doyle short stories, um, with uh, Richard Earle as Watson and myself playing Holmes and maybe one or two guest characters. The only reason that hasn't happened is because Richard Earle is a very busy actor. We weren't able to uh, get him booked to do that. But that is something that we are going to do. And that will be the next Sherlock Holmes release from us. Um, but after that, we hope to do another box set, perhaps once again written by Jonathan Barnes. Um, do we have one final question? If you can tell me, I'm very happy that Tom and Lala are finally recording stories together. You know what's coming. How are you getting them to record together? If you can talk about it. <laughs> we asked them. We asked them, yeah. Okay. It's one of those things. I mean, David just, it was one of those things. That, I mean, Nick has told this story, I think, before, hasn't he? That, that he said that, that the very, very first recording we ever did with Lala, mm -hmm. she came up to us and said, so when am I recording with Tom? That no, that, yeah, you know, that was that actually is. walking. To which our answer was, well, we haven't got him, so you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, I was we, Gary and I were walking back to the pub with right. Lala to have a drink after the recording session. And um, it was quite, a, if you're watching it from the outside, it was probably quite funny because she said, right, when am I recording with Tom then? And both Gary and I just stopped dead in the street. So, yes, it's... Um, 
it's something that has been talked about for a very, very long time in one way or another. And it's great that they will be, you know, back in releases together. Yeah. And you get to hear yet another classic. I mean, Matthew Waterhouse said he'd never come back. That's yeah. right. That's and now he has. Slowly but surely, we're getting everyone back. Mm. And that's a good note to finish. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. And so, as the badly recorded applause fades into the background, uh, just time to remind you that coming up for podcasts this month are an ordeals of Sherlock Holmes special behind-the-scenes podcast, a Charlotte Pollard series podcast with an interview with India Fisher, plus plenty of who's round and maybe something else. But since it is December and another episode of Dorian Gray is coming out this month, it's probably a good idea to end on a clip from The Mayfair Monster, starring Alexander Flahos with special guest star Colin Baker. I've got a bottle of scotch stashed under my desk if you'd like a snifter. I think I'll pass. Only it worries me to see someone as young as you sit down in the dumps. This is nothing. <laughs> Trust me. Because I'm now, always please. happy to talk, if that's what you wanted. Friendly here. Share some life experiences? Life experiences? You have absolutely no idea what you are talking about or who you are talking to. You don't know the things I've seen or done and the people I've met. I shall be walking over the graves of your grandchildren's grandchildren before a single wrinkle even crosses this face. So no, thank you, you stupid, pathetic, grubby little man. I don't want to talk. I don't need a friendly ear. I just want you to do your job for once. And, and take me to my vault. Is that really so much to ask? I... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to cause offence. You could just give me the keys, if you'd prefer, and I'll go myself.